Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's time. I'm Mike. We're joined by our producer, Eric, hey for yo. a little input here and there. And David should be along at some point. Uh, he uh, could not make it at the start of the show, but hopefully he'll be here by the time we start talking about football. And now into football. <laughs> uh, Are you ready for some fun? Uh, we, uh, we're going to start off in a world of baseball. Oh, yeah. Um, the world of what? Ba- baseball. Mm, I'm not familiar. That's because you're a Pirates fan. Oh. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Sorry. You know those, uh, the past 16 years? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be talking if I were you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's true, but... Uh, we're going to kick things off in the American League where uh, the playoffs are pretty much set. Uh, the only thing in doubt, uh, home field and uh, who wins the AL East. Boston's still three games up on the Yankees. Uh, both have clinched a playoff spot. Um, Cleveland has the inside track to home field. They're up uh, three games on Houston, and Houston is up four games on Boston. Uh, so, no, I'm sorry. We're still waiting on the wild card. Boom, second wild card. I am stuck way back in 2012. Good job. Good lord. Can we just scratch so, that and start over? The, the second wild card oh my spot? god, yeah. I blew that. Man, everybody gets to hear me be an idiot. As opposed to every other day? Yeah, no, okay. So the second wild card, here's why I thought it was over. <laughs> uh it's now a three game lead for Minnesota. That's pretty much the end of the road for the Angels. Uh Kansas City, uh Five and a half back as uh, as Texas is also five and a half back. I think the Twins have it sewn up, which is not what I thought was going to happen leading into uh, the final final week. I thought the Angels would have caught them, and yet they didn't. They did not. I guess Jay up wasn't enough of a pickup for them to. Uh... Yeah. Um, but you know, you look at uh, records over the last ten: Boston nine and one, Cleveland and Houston eight and two, New York seven and three. Minnesota is five and five over the last ten, but the Angels three and seven, so not able to make up that ground like I thought they would. Very depressing. I was hoping to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Well, you can't always get the things that you would like to have. Yeah, but it looks like I'm getting a Cubs NL Central championship. So yeah, unless that giant meteor hit. 
I thought that was Saturday, last Saturday. Yeah, that was already supposed to happen, and it, it came and went uneventfully as every scientist who actually said, hey, guys, stop, stop. It's not. This is yet another end of the world that is not going to happen. But it still takes the day coming and going before some people will be like, oh, I guess I'm still alive. The only time I ever even remotely bought in, and it wasn't even really me buying in. I just didn't buy a calendar until December 22nd that one year. (laughs) (laughs) I like to wait, actually, until like the middle of January to buy my calendars because they're always half off at that point. I'm like, half price, and I've only missed a couple of weeks of the year? Like, that's a great deal. That's just smart, okay? Yeah, but then you don't know what's going on for the first two weeks of the year. You're just looking around like, what, what day? What day is it? Where do we? Yeah. Where, got fired. Not sure I work all those days, but uh, luckily, when I told my boss that uh, you know it's, I wanted to get a half price calendar, he was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, thrifty Eric is thrifty. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the uh, Cubs magic number down to two over both uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis. Dos. The Cubs took three out of four from the Brewers over the weekend. Um, Is that what you said wouldn't happen? I, I, yeah, okay, so when, t- when we were talking about this, yeah, I did not think that was going to be the case. I thought it was going to be one out of four. Um, I uh, Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah that uh, that was able to get Arizona into the playoffs. Um Milwaukee and St. Louis both still alive for the second wild card spot. See, I remembered about it this time. Um, and uh, it uh, what they're trailing Colorado by three games, or yeah, they, two and a half. They, yeah, Colorado was able to 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 spread the lead a little bit there yesterday with the win. So yeah, um, yeah, two for Milwaukee, two and a half for St. Louis. Like I uh, like I said last week, um, if the Rockies make it, that's great. Because I don't think the Cubs could take the Brewers in a five-game set. Um, Man, Eric, our teams are probably going to be facing off uh, to start the playoffs. It'll be interesting, yeah. Um, Um, The only thing I don't like is is that wild card game. The fact that it's just one game, I don't, I don't like. Ask Tom about that. In baseball, being decided by just one game, I agree with you wholeheartedly. (laughs) Three, three years in a row. Yep. Two of them, two of them at home, or all three. Uh, I don't recall. I blanked that out. <laughs> I have purposely repressed that memory. Thank you very much. I do not recall uh, the events in question, Senator. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about it this year. Silver lining? <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll get a high draft pick. <laughs> um, so the most inconsequential draft in sports. Yeah, it really is. Although, we do have more... Uh, we do have more first-round draft picks paying off now than at any point in baseball history. That's because before, uh, baseball players were also coal miners and railroad guys, and they had other jobs that they did. Baseball was just a thing they did for funsies. Okay, explain the 70s. <laughs> Cocaine. Oh, boy. Um, Everybody was on drugs. And disco. Everybody was on disco. Everybody was on disco. That uh, disco is one hell of a drug. Uh, just ask John Travolta, or don't, because that means you got to talk to John Travolta. Yeah, <clears throat> nobody wants to do that. You'd be like, hey, John, what's up with those uh, with those Battlefield Earth sequels? <laughs> what, what are we gonna get that man? I've been jonesing. Yeah, you're on contract for three. So if they ever do decide to make a sequel while he's alive, he's got to do it. <laughs> 
I wonder if some studio executive somewhere has that like in his back pocket. Like anytime he's like, Wait, you know, do you think we can get John Travolta for this? Oh, trust me, I can get John Travolta for anything. <laughs> all I have to do is throw him. All I have to do is mail him a script for Battlefield Earth Two. How uh, <laughs> and tell him it's this or that. How is Battlefield Earth Two not on the blacklist? I mean, <laughs> everyone wants to see that, right? Everyone. If they actually made it, I would go watch uh, yeah. it just to see if they managed to 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 do something other than the abomination that was the first one, or just to see if they somehow outbatted the first one. Well, impossible. Listen, it, it sucks because I love Forrest Whitaker, who denies being in this movie. He actually denies it. Is that uh, nope, wasn't me. I love. Wasn't me. I love Barry Pepper. Of, uh, some other guy with an eye thing. <laughs> I love Barry Pepper, too. I think he's a great actor. Uh, just that movie, it's so depressing when you look at their IMDb pages. <laughs> you, you scroll across, you're like, oh, yeah, they did that. You're scrolling through with Forrest Whitaker, Last King of Scotland. All well, right. Well, Good morning, Vietnam. Can... Great. He was on The Shield for a season. That's awesome. Battlefield Earth. I have to burn my computer now. Well, well not everybody can, uh, you know, Snow Dogs didn't have enough room for everybody. So uh, once that was booked for uh, Cuba, they everybody else had to find something else bad to be in. Oh, man. We've really gotten off the rails with this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Eric said Cuba, and we can tie it back around into baseball because <clears throat> Cubans are good at baseball. Yes. Wow. Oh, um, yeah, that was the Cuba I was talking about. Sure. <laughs> you talking about matter. you talking about Cuba? <laughs> um, so as we said before, we'll have our baseball playoff preview show next week. Um, the big issue with that, if there's ever a play-in game, it's going to be that night, like last year when I incorrectly predicted the play-in game, which then made all of my AL predictions incorrect. Yeah. Or uh, was it two years? I don't know. Yeah, last year, two years ago, I I picked the playing game wrong. Well, don't um, be wrong then. So, isn't the uh, isn't the AL wildcard game the day before? I thought it was on the first. No, I'm pretty sure everything's on the third. <coughs> I know the, the <coughs> Eric is dying. The NL wildcard game is on the fourth. I'm pretty and sure. Yes, I have died and returned. Pretty sure it was on the third. I, I could have sworn it was the fourth, but I don't know. Again, I've not been paying attention, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, the wild, the wild card is the third. The AL wild card is the third. The NL wild card is the fourth. And everything kicked, uh, the ALDS and NLDS kick off on October 5th. Okay, so yeah, the NL wild card was when I thought it was, but I thought for some reason the AL wild card was several days before, not just the day before. So, How the heck is the station still to be determined? Um, I wonder if that has to do with... Rights for different teams? I don't know. If it's the Yankees, it'll be on uh, their network, uh, probably. The Oh God No Network? No, the AL is set on ESPN. The oh. NL at the Diamondbacks is TBD. Uh, so is the NLDS Game 1 uh, for the Nationals and Dodgers. Weird. None of this makes sense. Call um, up the commissioner. I wonder, well, I wonder if it's maybe a Fox thing. They don't know if they're going to put it on Fox or Fox Sports 1. Uh which, if they put it on Fox, can't watch it in Toledo if you have DirecTV. Thanks a lot, Fox 36 um, and DirecTV. It, I think it's more DirecTV's fault. It's always tough with those things because you never know if it's DirecTV actually being unreasonable and, and not 
you know, being extorted because sometimes I, in one of these situations I saw where it was a, like a local station and they were asking for just outrageous amounts of money from the cable providers to, to have their station on there. Um, and it, it was just stupid. It was like five times what any other station was asking for. And they just they didn't provide enough content to warrant that. And it would have caused an increase. They would have had to pass it along to the customers. They would have had to increase yeah. uh, prices to the, to the customers dramatically. Like it would have been a noticeable amount. And, and basically that station was just extorting them. Uh, but then I've seen other situations where it was kind of the reverse. They were asking for a normal bump, you know, a, a normal, you know, keeping up with inflation bump from the previous contract. And the cable providers were like, no, we want to pay you either the same amount or less than what we were paying you last year or last contract or whatever. And they were kind of holding their customers ransom. They're like, well, we're going to tell all your local customers that they can't watch you unless they, they call and bug you. Um and it just goes back and forth. The station runs ads saying, "Call your, call the cable company and tell that's them what, to pay." That's and, all Fox is right now. It's visit and, this website to learn more about why you're not getting the station. Yeah. And then the yeah, and then the cable companies put up their ads saying, "Call your station and demand that they, you know." Yep. Yeah, it's such a huge pain in the ass. I'm so glad I cut the cable cord uh, many years ago uh, and just went all streaming. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a pain having. I, I, at last count, I had 12 different streaming services total. But I still pay less for all 12 of those services. I pay less than half of what I used to pay for cable for all of those services. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that counts. Uh, that's counting music and uh, audiobooks. You know, I'm counting my Audible right. subscription in there as well as my Pandora and my Spotify. But, uh, yeah, even with all that, it's still cheaper for me to do it that way. That's insane. If I liked any sports other than baseball, I'd be host because, you know, the only sports package I have is the MLB.TV. But, right. Yeah, no, I... um. I got stuck watching the Browns Colts game yesterday. That was a good game, though. Instead, no, it was not. It was entertaining. Uh, I got stuck watching that instead of being able to watch what was a good game, the uh, Falcons Lions game, which apparently there's a lot of outrage about that. You didn't get any bonus coverage on that? No, it was Fox's rights. We got bonus coverage up at the bar. From CBS to Fox? That No, from the DirecTV non-local Fox game to that one. Oh, no. Well, no, because I, I don't have NFL Sunday ticket at home. So, Which, I did find out, anything that's on Fox, if you have a package like NFL Sunday ticket, you'll be able to watch the NFL game. Or I have MLB TV at home, or MLB Extra Innings at home, so I was able to watch the Cubs game on Saturday uh, on on the uh, feed for the extra innings, even though it should have been blacked out because it was available on Fox. So at least those companies are stepping up and helping out with that kind of thing. That's weird because we, I mean, we didn't get the the Lions game like that. Uh, that is kind of weird. But uh, MLB stepped up and, and made it available, which was nice. Uh, the, but for the most part, the MLB is... Uh, much better about that kind of thing than the NFL is. Uh, you know, the the NFL has tried to make strides recently by lifting some of their blackout restrictions, but it's still a gigantic pain in the ass to see your team if you don't live in their market. Yeah. Well, you know, whereas MLB Extra Innings costs less for a whole season, and they play 82 games a year at home, or 81 games a year at home, and you're not blacked out from any of them. <laughs> You get to see all of them regardless, right. whereas the NFL would black you out in your home market. Yeah. You know, you're paying less for that package than you are for the NFL package for, you know, 16 games. Right. It just, it's it's insane. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm kind of that's the one benefit to uh, being an out of state fan for me with, with the uh, MLB.tv is being able to um, because I'm not in the local market. All of their home games I can watch on MLB.tv because it's out of where I am. And next year is going to be even better because um, this year a bunch of games were blocked out because they played in Detroit and they played in Cleveland. Yeah. Next year they don't play Detroit. They don't play Cleveland. You'll just have so, your six games against Cincinnati yeah, will get blacked exactly. out. Those are the only ones that uh, that I'll have to worry about. Um, and, and those ones I can still listen to the radio feed even on those games. So that's, you know. I get that at least, but uh, yeah, the the blackout stuff is is dumb. Yeah, I think uh, it's I'm, like let people watch. You know, like why are you not letting people watch the games that they want to watch? People yeah. are paying you, people are giving you money to watch these games. Why are you not letting them do that? It was it was really irritating. Uh, back, Tom has gotten the NHL Center Ice the past few years, and he's given us his login. It was exceptionally annoying back before Tom ordered that because the only time I'd get to watch the Stars on TV was that they were playing the Jackets or Red Wings. But then I couldn't because I didn't have those Fox Sports things on my cable package. Yeah. it's uh, And I couldn't stream them because of the blackout rule. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. So, But they've they've changed that now uh, a little bit. And uh, what, the last year, the NHL has moved away from the blackouts too? Um, I think you're still blacked out, but I think they loosened the restrictions and, the, and such. That's good. I think as more and more people go to streaming services, more and more people cut that cable cord or satellite cord, whatever, um, I think you'll see more sports being available <clears throat> via streaming with, with less blackouts and such because they're they're going to notice a hit in their yeah. ratings eventually. They're going to notice that, okay, people aren't jumping through our hoops to watch this. We need to make it more accessible to more people. Yeah. The NFL is already making that move. They went with Twitter last year for their Thursday night games. Yahoo just streamed the Sunday morning game from London uh, this this week. And uh, starting Thursday, what, Amazon Prime members yeah. can stream Thursday night football for free. All right. On. Starting with Bears-Packers this Thursday night. So uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, I'm not sure how they're doing it. I wonder if it's through the video app or if you have to. Yeah, if they've got like a special website dedicated to it, I'll have to check it out because they do have Prime and. Right. um, I'm trying to think if there's a baseball game on Thursday night that I'll be watching. Yeah. Um, I must only have six games left: three against the Giants and three against uh, Kansas City. So. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that the that the NFL is making that move. I'd like to see some other uh, sports follow suit, like the NHL. How great would it be for them to put all these outdoor games that they're always building up? How great would it be for them to put those, you know, streaming through Facebook? Yeah. Right. Um, you can watch them on the uh, NBC uh, Sports. Yeah. Through, yeah. That, that is, but only if you have a cable provider. Right. <laughs> I say, that is not for everyone, though. Uh, you, do need to, you do need to log in for that, um, which I've let Tom borrow uh, in the past to watch some teams. But... Uh, yeah, it, uh, it would be nice for all of these teams, all of these sports to start doing this kind of thing. I'd watch way more NBA if... I'd watch some NBA. <laughs> I, I would watch way more NBA if they would, if they would, would reach a streaming NBA agreement. If they would only stream it. Yeah, I'm not going to pay for the league pass. I don't, you know... Turns out that Thursday is uh, an off day for the Diamondbacks between those last two series, there so I will uh, try to check, check out that out football the... game on Amazon Prime and, and report back as, yeah, to, we'll as fig- to how it works. We'll have to figure out how it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually off that night, being that it's a Packers game, uh, so I will be probably watching it up at Sean's. 
Uh, that's usually my go-to for... Well, la Mr. Day Off, man. For that kind of thing. Um, so, all right. Well, that's enough on streaming, I suppose. A um, couple of huge, huge things out of the NBA over the weekend. Uh, number one came down on Saturday. Carmelo Anthony, finally free. Yay. No, No longer a hostage of the New York Knicks organization. Uh, he was, we, we all saw this coming the minute they got rid of Jackson. Yeah. Well, and but what we didn't see coming was where he wound up. No. Uh, on Friday night, I believe he added two more teams to his to his list of uh, where he wanted to be traded because originally it was oh, just that's Houston. What it took. Yeah, originally it was just Houston, and he added the Cavaliers and the Thunder. And the next day, you know what? That was probably about two p.m. Yeah, I texted you guys. Um, news broke that Carmelo Anthony had been traded to the Thunder for uh, Ennis Cantor. Um, a draft pick, and I am blanking on. Uh, I'm blanking on the uh, third asset they got back. Um, man, I feel bad because I'm completely blanking on this guy's name. Uh, trying to look it up right now. Anyway, um, so Tom and I, uh, Tom and I were talking about this a little bit. Uh, Doug McDermott, who got sent from the Bulls to the Thunder last year, he's just going all over the place. Yeah, uh, Tom and I started talking about this a little bit on Saturday, but we figured we'd save it for the show. Um, and I had posted on on Twitter, and we're gonna take a look at those results right now. Um, with the Paul, with the Paul George and Carmelo Anthony trades, are the Thunder now in the same class as the Warriors, Spurs, and Rockets in the West? Seventy one percent of you said that they are. Twenty nine percent of you said they are not. Uh, I'm with I'm with the minority here. I don't think they are. I think it it makes them instantly deep playoff contenders. I I. I don't see it. I I just don't. Um, the the Warriors the war the Warriors are still too far ahead of everybody, and the the Spurs team play and the lack of defense that uh, Melo exhibits, I think that puts that still leaves the Spurs a step above them. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it puts the Thunder on par with the Rockets. Well, I I feel like it it'll even. Out the regular season a bit more. That may because be the Thunder will be able to beat the Warriors now on a much higher basis than than before. Um, it, it, that may be, it, it it will most likely even out even out the the regular season. But as as far as playoff time goes, yeah, the Thunder are probably going to be the four seed now. But uh, I don't I don't know how they can beat any of those three teams in a seven game playoff uh, by winning four of the games. Yes, thank you, Tom. Um, if they get home court, which I don't see happening, but yeah, I mean, we we'll see soon. But I don't know. I think there are too many question marks with Melo's play. How's how's he going to fit with Rus- uh, with Russell Westbrook? Um, he's going to find a way. These players always find a way to fit together. He didn't find a way in New York. He didn't want to find a way in New York. Um, he he got to go where he wanted to go. Now he's in a place where he can contend because the Knicks were never going to do anything no matter who they had. Yeah, what their uh their deepest run was the semi was the conference semifinals uh with him on the roster and that was when they had Amari Stoudemire and yeah. um was that the Jeremy Lin year? Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah. Um, so, uh yeah, so Mello, uh member of the uh member of the Thunder now. The Thunders. Um we'll see how it plays out. 
Tom and I are on opposite sides, so we'll be keeping a close eye on this throughout the course of the season. I'm on the right side. Um, so okay, all right. So to 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 determine who's right and who's wrong, I the the question was, are they in the same class as the other three teams? What are we going to consider the same class? I think anything more than five games back of whichever team finishes third out of those three says they're not in the same class. All right. Um, think that's uh, think that's a fair number. I think that's fair. I was I was going to suggest if they can beat any of those teams in a playoff series. Well, there's, yeah, there's that. I, well, I guess we can. I guess we can use two metrics. We can use the regular season and the and the playoffs. Um, so in the regular season, they have to finish within five games of the bottom three, the bottom of those three. Right. And in the playoffs, they have to beat one of them in a. Well, you know what? I'll even give you. They have to take a team to seven or beat them outright. They can lose in seven, and I'll say they're in the same class. All right, that's. I think that's fair. You know, if if you can push, if they can push the the Spurs to seven, I think it's fair to say they're in the same class. So if they beat it, if they beat one of them outright, or or if uh, they take them to seven, I will concede that uh, that they're in the same class. But I I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so uh, we we did run another poll over the weekend, and one person voted, and it wasn't any of us. <laughs> I asked, I asked who was going to win the NL Central. One person said the Cubs. That's it. That's not really that big of news. So it's not, but it just cracked me up that we got exactly one vote. Um, so with the with the Mello stuff, uh, he added the Cavs to the list too. And apparently, the the Knicks did call the Cavs, but they asked for Tristan Thompson, who is twenty six and under contract for two or three more years. Uh, so the Cavs rightfully said no thanks. Um, but they may not lose out completely. Uh, last night, Dwayne Wade and the Chicago Bulls reached an agreement on a buyout. Um, wow. Wade was offered $23.8 million to be an aging veteran on a team full of young players. <clears throat> it just it wasn't going to work. They, were, no. they did not have the same vision for the team. Um, so Wade wanted out. They were happy to uh, let him out, and he relinquished, I believe, $8 million uh, from that $23 million salary. So he's That's still, yeah, he still made out. Um, yeah, g- gave back approximately eight million. Um, so there are there are four teams that everyone's talking about for him to join. A lot of people think he might go back to Miami. Uh, they have four point two million to offer. Uh, some people think he might go join Melo down in Oklahoma City. Uh, they only have two point three million to offer, but a uh, little bit brighter prospects yeah he could go hang out in san antonio for a season uh and uh pal around with manu and Pau gasol as the elder statesman on that club uh the spurs have 3.3 million or he could go hang out with the Bron in the land for 2.5 million please do not call it the land <laughs> yes but did you hear the sarcastic tone in my voice that is the important part i know but don't um I, you know, I don't know what, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know where he winds up. He's going to go to Portland. Um, I am going to put it on here now. I'm going to, I'm going to throw up a tweet with a, with a survey asking you all where you think he's going to wind up. Um, I actually would not mind seeing him in San Antonio. Yeah. I, I really wouldn't. That's, that's the kind of move that they tend to make, <laughs> you know. One year for an old guy. Yeah. And it usually works out. They usually get a good amount of production. Uh, but I, I think when push comes to shove, I think he winds up uh, back in Miami. I think the one year in Chicago kind of opened his eyes and opened Pat Riley's eyes, and I think he he winds up back in Miami. 
Are they going to run towards each other in slow motion and, and hug? On a beach in Miami, yes. All right. Um, um, so where, where do you think uh, where do you think he's going to wind up? Uh, I just said Portland. He's going to. <laughs> um, no, I think he'll probably end up in uh, Cleveland. Uh, I, I feel like they're going to be starting to make some moves just to, you know, Try to hopefully convince LeBron that they're willing to make those moves again. Yeah, to to keep him around. Um, David has arrived. Um, your your mic wasn't on. You'll have to. You're wrong. We uh, we're just now talking about Dwayne Wade being bought out by the Bulls last night. Never heard of him. And uh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yes. Um, the leading candidates, as we just discussed, uh, for his services next year: Miami, San Antonio, Cleveland, and Oklahoma City. So, Tom and I are both saying Cleveland. We think that's where he winds up. You said Miami, or I'm sorry, I said Miami. Sorry, Cleveland was. Uh, yeah, Cleveland was Tom. I said Miami. I do think Bron is going to make a big push. I refuse to call him LeBron. I'm not French. Okay. <laughs> um, he's this, this he's the Bron. He's the Bron. He's the Bron. The. Um, uh, <clears throat> Am I on yet? Yeah. yeah, you've been on the whole time. Listeners, am I on? <laughs> right to our Are web you not zone. Yourself? Is it time for Tom to wake up? Right to our web uh, zone if I'm on. No, it's time for me to shower and get dressed. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, bye, Tom. I'll see you guys in a minute. The LeBaron was a pretty sweet car. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was six-cylinder and the size of this table. Let's disagree to agree. Okay. Hey, I can hear myself now. What is this? What is this magic... <laughs> It's called, Witchcraft. Me, it's called me plugging the right wires into the right holes. Man. And that is what she said. We should, we should do that every time. I got this. <laughs> it's been like 300 years, so give me a break. Yeah, it's been a little while since that mic was used, so I want to dust the cobwebs off. And this one's mine. Yours is on the floor next to you, maybe. So whose is this? An that, old one of mine. That, that's that's the studio water bottle. It's been here for for quite some time. That's, that's for guests. <laughs> God, we only, we only have one. Nobody Tom. nobody's drank out of it since Mason was here last. Tom's taken up my end of the table with all his damn water bottles. It's still my end of the table, even if I haven't been here in two months. I've actually been sitting over this way. Oh man, we got some. So we got we, something to discuss. Oh, so that we can have the the looking at each other thing. Ugh. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> All right. So now that David is here, I suppose uh, we'll get into football talk. Real sports. Um, since we made it through baseball and basketball. Yeah, because I got so much to talk about with baseball. Hey, Tom was a valued member of that conversation. He has even less to talk about. Yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> it's a Jays, though. There actually are expectations. But the Pirates, I don't think there ever are. We had we we were good for a couple of years, and some people thought we might stay good. Yeah, but some, that means you have to pay players. Some people. the The insane thing is that when you look at their position players, there's no reason they shouldn't be in the hunt for the wild card. When you look at it's their, just that rotation. Well, when you look at their pitchers, their young pitchers are all fantastic, uh, but they're all gonna leave. To that, a team that will pay them a money. That is the Pirates' way. Uh, how long till you guys lose uh, Marte to money? Uh, actually, I, th- I feel like he'll stick around. Who did uh, Osmus go to? Did we figure that one out yet? Oh, my, yeah, I, uh, I did not. 
We didn't really talk about that because they're terrible and everyone saw it coming. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of our audience are sadly Tigers fans. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thinks Fred sucks. What do you thinks? Ooh. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought. The I think he sits a year out. Yeah. Um, but He can come coach the Mud Hens. You know, that's not necessarily out of the equation. Um, I doubt that. Didn't, uh, we we fired the uh, Mudhens fired their general, their are uh, their manager. Yeah, I, I I doubt the Tigers keep him in the organization in any capacity. No, they won't because uh, he said that he wouldn't sign an offer if they gave him one. So I mean that kind of rings like he just wants the hell out of Detroit in general, right? Which I I can sympathize. Is he managing the rest of the year? Uh, his last game was uh, will be October third. Okay, so he's so yeah, I think second, second or first. Oh, no, that was his last game that he played in 2010. Um, <laughs> oh. Holy crap, Tom. I'm really happy I brought this up. Now, he, he may be there in the dugout, but whether or not he's actually managing the <laughs> team for these last few games, that's yeah. that's another question altogether. His, hey, Skip, you want to call the bullpen? Nah. In his silly <laughs> No, he's doing fine. He just gave up 12 runs this inning. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. doing fine. Well, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Just let him go. In, in his silly, unprofessional windbreaker. Yeah, he... Uh, that's it, why he loses. Because it's less silly than a manager wearing the uniform. No, they, that's what they do. Well, I love how they they sell off all their best players and then be like, oh, it must be the manager's fault. Let's, <laughs> right? Let's fire the manager. <laughs> it was just announced that he would not return next year. That, that's so. what I thought. So he is going to finish out the year. So I was right, October yeah. 2nd. I still do want to throw a quick thank you out there to all the Tigers fans in the world for J.D. <laughs> Martinez. Thank you. I think the Astros are in the. I think Astros fans are in the same boat with you. Yeah, <laughs> Verlander's been pretty darn good for them so far. So, um, all right. So in uh, college football this past weekend, uh, Florida State finally got back on the field uh, due to all the hurricanes and tropical storms down in that area. Uh, they had not played a game since that opening night loss to Alabama, where they lost starting quarterback uh, DeAndre Francois. Um, they dropped this game to NC State 27-21. Uh, so that's pretty much it for Florida State's season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you already you already lost two games uh, to play, and uh, you got two losses to start the year. Uh, so many high hopes for that team coming into this season. It's just disappointing to see it go down uh, with, the, with the injury to the starting quarterback in the first game. Right. Um, in a game that they were getting beat pretty handily at that point. It, it's tough to watch, and... Uh, didn't really bust up my final four. I did not have FSU in my final four, but it, right. uh, you know they were, they were going to be a major player this year. Uh, so very disappointed to see for them. Um, the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes rolled over UNLV fifty four to twenty one. Yeah, but they uh, still didn't beat the spread, so <laughs> which was forty points. Yeah, so. Spreads like that drive me nuts, though. Not me. Like, do you really think these kids are going to come out and lay down? <laughs> my uh, my friend Shana was at that game, so she posted uh, at halftime when the band had spelled out Ohio on the field. Posted an Instagram picture. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, the uh, number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide defeated Vanderbilt fifty nine to nothing. And this is where I learned that Vanderbilt had a football team. <laughs> um, Even though we had uh, picked them last week. And this is how this is how I have a lot of difficulty getting into college football. 
when we when we've got like how many weeks of this before they play real games? Uh, I mean, Vanderbilt is a real team. They're in the SEC. Yeah, but they lost fifty nine to nothing, and <laughs> I don't know the bet. The line on that one was Alabama by twenty, anyways. Yeah. Um, number sixteen TCU stayed undefeated. Uh, they beat number six Oklahoma State forty four to thirty one. There you go. Um, There's a game. I'd say nobody saw this coming, but I saw this coming. I'll poop on you. Well, bam. Suck it, everybody else. Mm-hmm. We get really. Is that one of the games we, we picked yes, this week? We like, get really, I, I really look, into this. I did the picks, but then I didn't look to see whether or not any of the teams I picked actually won. You did poorly. I, I imagined <laughs> that I would. Uh, actually, none of us really did poorly as far as the college picks went, I thought. Everybody was at least 500, right? Uh, um, I don't know. So, did, you, did you post results on the uh, Facebook page? I did not. Um, I'm just going to take a quick look cause it, to remind myself of what I picked. Yeah. Um, number two, Clemson uh, beat Boston College 34-7. to Boston College had the lead early. Yeah, they. I thought, oh, are they going to cause they trouble? They never had the lead, and then they, they didn't. No. Oh, Clemson no. was up seven to nothing. Oh, did they at least have it? They tied, tied it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what I saw. Our Toledo Rockets uh, put up a great fight against Miami. Yeah, uh, but they got smushed. They did. The they did lose it there in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were outscored twenty eight to fourteen in the fourth and lost fifty eight to thirty. They were hanging tight with Miami there for for a good portion of the game. Um, nice to see that kind of fight out of out of a MAC school against one of the bigger college programs. Yeah, yeah I was I was considering going to the, going to that game, but we ended up doing something else that day. Yeah, um, the uh, the Wolverines stayed perfect on the season, uh, beating Purdue twenty eight to ten. Purdue. Um. <laughs> That's what they do at the. At the stadium, they all just go Purdue. That's what they do at the whole college. That's about that's about as excited as you can get people from Indiana about anything. Don't we know people who went to Purdue? Yes. Ask them about that. I don't. I don't. I actually know quite a few people that went to Purdue. The Metcalf, though, right? Uh, no. Who am I thinking? O'Leary, Tim oh, O'Leary. Oh, that's right. Tim O'Leary went to Purdue. Then, I, know, uh, I know a few more than yeah. going to Purdue. Vicky Vicky Hastings went there too. They all said that that's what they do at games. They just go Purdue. Purdue. Team comes out on the field. Purdue. <laughs> every they have the... every first down. Purdue. Please don't... tell me the of opposing fans shout Purdue. Uh, <laughs> that's our show. That's our show for the week, everybody. <laughs> per stop. Don't do it. Oh man. Don't they have the world's biggest bass drum? They they Purdue. They Purdue. <laughs> so Tom just left. I guess now that I'm here. Um, Tom checked out of life. He he allowed his brain to just stop functioning. He's keeled over dead. It's like that episode of The Simpsons. You can stay, but I'm out of here. <laughs> he just flipped the kill switch on it. Um, there was there was no there was no like pomp and circumstance. He just done. I'm still a little drunk. <laughs> um moving on to teams that aren't Purdue. Uh number eleven, Georgia defeated number 17 Mississippi State 31 to 3. Yeah. Um, that other game was bull crap. <laughs> uh number I picked that one way wrong. Number 20 Florida uh outscored Kentucky 14 to 3 in the fourth quarter and wound up winning the game 28 to 27. Uh that was a pretty wild one. We were following that at the stadium. Uh, they put up a couple updates and I was checking it on my phone. Which stadium? Um the stadium that we were at. 
which we'll get to in a moment. All right. Um, so that that one was pretty darn close. Uh, had we had we not gone to the game we went to, that would have been a pretty cool one to go down to Kentucky and see. Yeah. Um, number four, Penn State uh, had probably one of the wildest finishes of the weekend, uh, yes. defeating Iowa twenty-one to nineteen. Last second touchdown uh, for for the Lions. Uh, this one stuck, unlike the last tu- last second touchdown for the Lions on Sunday. Oh, ah, yeah. Frowny face. Nice. Um, the uh, the win the win keeps Penn State perfect on the season. This was Iowa's first loss. Uh, Iowa is a tough place to go in and play, and they are a good football team this year. Uh, a lot of people are kind of bashing Penn State for this, but I don't think the game being that close should be a negative for them. No. Um. I did call this as a trap game for them. So did a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time you want to pick an um, Iowa. Um, and I was nearly right. Well, good job. Congratulations, Tom, on being nearly right. I brought you this. I forgot it at home. Was it like a little pie with a candle in it? it yeah, says, but it was really bad pie. Like mincemeat pie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, the game-winning touchdown drive for Penn State. Uh, 12 plays, 80 yards in a minute 36. That's a quick drive. Well, uh, you know, a little bit of urgency in those situations. Yeah. Uh, the game-winning touchdown uh, was a uh, pass to Juwan Johnson. Uh, he took it took it in seven yards for the touchdown. Um, I, I, I still really like this Penn State team. Uh, I think that was a great win for them. Um, it showed a lot of gusto. Yes. Chutzpah. Um, the game that we attended, uh, Notre Dame defeated Michigan State up at Spartan Stadium, thirty-eight to eighteen. Um, don't let that twenty-point difference fool you. It was not even that close. Um, yeah, Michigan State could not stop making mistakes. Yeah, they. Uh, that was bad. Uh, three turnovers in the first half. All of them led to Irish points. Yeah, one was a pick six that was a perfectly called by a woman behind us. Yeah. Yeah, she she says like just mere seconds before the play, uh, it's gonna be pick. Six. It's gonna be a pick six, and I I heard her, and so after we had all celebrated and everything, I turned around. I, I was trying to figure out who said it. I was like, who who was it? Who was it? I was asking everybody, and finally, uh, one of them told me who it was. Like, so it was a huge high five, and uh, she was she was a great fan. Uh, you know who wasn't a great fan? Oh boy, the guy, the guy behind Tom. We had this Michigan State fan behind Tom who just was losing his mind. Uh, at every flag, and, and and Michigan State had a lot of flags on them because they were doing a lot of stupid things. Um, it was the fumble at the goal line that sent him over the and edge. He was cracking me up because uh, the guy was just—he was on another level of pissed. Yeah, and uh, just you know calling things freaking bull crap, which is—I mean, his words. Yeah, he was—he <laughs> he was not swearing. He stopped himself at one point. Which made it even funnier because it's like, dude, you're mad. You got to go the whole. I mean, what the hell? You know, you're gonna back off here. Then we're not gonna believe that you're actually angry about this. And yeah. He just. I told Tom because the guy kept pointing too. You know, just like throwing his arms around. I told Tom like, watch your head, dude, because he's right behind you. Yeah. He was, he was just flailing all over the place. But he he wasn't being shitty to anybody. He was just really mad yeah. about the game. He, he accepted some of them too. He was like, he was saying, "Like, are you kidding me? Why'd you do that?" Like yelling at the team. Yeah, it was, but, he was uh, he was it, entertaining. Yeah, uh, we were we were surrounded by Notre Dame fans in our section, ex- yeah. you know, save for just maybe ten, fifteen people. Um, and uh, it was nice for Tom and I being up there, 
it uh first time we'd seen Notre Dame on the road. Yes. Um and uh I was I was kind of nervous. I said to David before before we got to the stadium. Um I've never seen one of my teams go better than 3 and 0. They've always lost the fourth game. Yeah. Uh this is the fourth time I'd seen the Irish and I got lucky, came away with the victory. Uh this did put Notre Dame back into the top 25. I believe they came in at 22. Um as we were coming home, uh, we heard that Arizona State upset number twenty-four Oregon thirty-seven to thirty-five. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I I still was not able to see any uh, see any highlights of that one. I watch all um, of them right now. But uh, there he is. He's doing it. I am. Yeah. Uh, he, wow. Okay. I'm I'm assuming this is a glitch by CBS Sports because it lists Arizona State's record as o one and two. I believe they are one and two. Yeah. I don't think they've tied since, twice. Since college football doesn't have ties anymore, uh, much to Eric's dismay. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Good on them. What? Make them play until somebody wins. What out the hell? Oh, man. Um, it would be college that does it. I mean, the one that I, I care the absolute least about is the one that's like, oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to make no ties. Well, they got it right. That's kind of right. Well, uh, there are still issues. Yeah. Uh, so... This week, uh, your top four college football teams. My top four college football teams? Yes. For this week? Yes, after all the action this past weekend. All right, well, uh, Alabama, Clemson, uh, Penn State, and uh, what the hell, it's Sir Washington in there. Hmm. Um, I'm actually going to wind up going with the one through four of the uh, of the coaches poll and the AP poll. Uh, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Penn State in that order. Um, which, if that's the way the season shakes out, I'd really like to see that Oklahoma-Clemson matchup. Yeah. I'm that, going with the uh, Chicago Bears. They rocketed, up, rocketed right up to the top after yesterday. Well, before yesterday, I'd have, I'd have said that the only team uh, Chicago Bears that the Chicago Bears team could beat is a college team, but they proved me wrong. Uh, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Actually, Tom, this started as a joke about the it's, Bears. Yeah, it's really about the Bears and it's, how they suck. But having won a game, now they're as good. You know, they're good enough to hang with college teams. Yeah, um, that's a that's as good a segue as any. <laughs> that's a pretty terrible segue. <laughs> so Thursday night, everybody was just bitching and moaning about the about the matchup, Rams Forty ers and we got what was probably what will probably be remembered as one of the better games of this season. Yeah, it's been the best game so far, and I don't see a lot of games. You know, a game might top it, but it's it was an it was a great game. Yeah, the the Rams won forty one to thirty nine. Jared Goff twenty two of twenty eight. 292 yards and three touchdowns. Todd Gurley, 28 for 113. Two touchdowns on the ground. Added another touchdown reception. Um, holy crap. Uh, as hard as we were on Jared Goff last year. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's what he needed. I got to see him back up Keenum last year. Yeah. Was it last year? I don't know. Yeah, it would have been last year. Yeah. yeah. I got to see him back up Keenum in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and that Keenum had a career day that day. Still lost. Yeah. Uh for uh, San Francisco, Brian Hoyer, 23 of 37, 332, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Carlos Hyde had two touchdowns on the ground. And Pierre Garçon, seven catches, 142 yards. Um, Sammy Watkins had to leave for the Rams with a concussion. Yeah, he uh, plays one of the games of his career. And then yeah. 
Lo and behold, Sammy Watkins is injured. Uh, six catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns, one of them a uh, 47-yarder. Um, yeah, just great game by the Rams offense. Uh, I don't think anybody would have ever said that uh, the offense would carry them in a game yep, coming into this uh, season. Uh, yeah, Hoyer was really good. That was that was something to watch when he ran that one in. Yeah. I was like, man, he's re- he, you know he's ready to play. Um, I hate the costumes they wore, though. You don't like the yellow? No. I would like the yellow if they would pair it with white pants. They just, um, there's too much. Yeah. If if they would pair it with white pants, I think that would be a, a pretty cool look for them. Uh, for, not for all the time. I don't, I don't know. But uh, for these color rush games. Yes, but, but then the colors I know are the not point. rushing. I know. The oh, point then maybe they shouldn't do it anymore. Have. But they're not. But then how will they make money? Um. So over in London. Are they making money with their crap matchups every Thursday night except for this one? <laughs> Which yeah. on paper still was. Yeah. Um, but no, they're still making money. Yeah. You, you know, advertisers are still paying. They're still selling those jerseys. They can still sell them. Just don't wear them. Yeah. But then, but then it's like just buying a J.C. Penney jersey. Well, how many times do we go up to Detroit and see black jerseys? It, Red Wings games, Lions games, all over damn place. They'll yeah. buy them. Yeah. They'll buy any color you put out there. Um, so the uh, the NFL exported their product to London. Yeah. Sunday morning. Um, I was in the ER, so I did not get to watch this game. Um, I watched it. I woke up to my Baltimore defense and and their four points. Yeah, I benched Arizona. Jacksonville lit up the Ravens, forty four to seven. Blake Bortles, twenty of thirty one, two hundred forty four yards, four scores. Uh, Flacco got benched for Ryan Mallett. Um, Ouch. Yeah. And then Ryan Mallett came in and had a better game. Uh, six of nine, thirty-six and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had that's a better game for you fantasy players out there. Joe Flacco, negative three fantasy points. Ryan Mallett, seven. Wow, for he you, did it, he did as good as most tight ends. Yeah, for you, for you fantasy football fans <laughs> out there, that's as good as most tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette kept in check for the first time this year. Still scored a touchdown, seventeen for fifty-nine in the score. Um, Mercedes Lewis. Four catches, 62 yards, and three of those Blake Bortles touchdowns. And nobody has him yeah. anywhere, ever. Um, so looking at their performance over the first three games, are we looking at a Jacksonville team that is actually pretty good, or have they just gotten lucky with their early season schedule? I thought you were going to ask if we're looking at a Jacksonville Super Bowl. No, <laughs> just, I know the answer to that. We're just going to go straight to that. Eight and eight. Eight and eight, wow. Wow. Um I don't know that they're. I think they just got lucky with the uh, with the opening weeks. Yes, but if you choose them to go eight and eight every single year, uh, someday you're going to be right. <laughs> After benching uh, Arizona in 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 place of Baltimore, uh, I still won. <laughs> by I'm st- uh, I'm going to win by thirty points. Um, Remember when you were like play Derek Carr? Yep, I do. Three point two two. Breeze has beaten Carr every week. The, Be- the Beastie Boys wrote a song about what I did to you. Yeah. It's called Sabotage. But you didn't because I played Breeze. And not, all sabotage, not all sabotage works out. Um, it only works when I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of really good games, a lot of really close finishes uh, this weekend. Um, one of the best games of the week, New England 36, Houston 33. Could have been better. It really, really looked like Houston was going to come away with this. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 22-33, 301 yards, 
two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, the the last pick came on a hail mary. I don't. I mean, yeah, they still count as stats, but you know, and Brady Brady all over him. Yes, he yeah. did. Wait a minute, Brady just Brady all over him. Somebody defended a hail mary properly. Yeah, except in the NFL. So they put Gronk, it wasn't the Lions. They, yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't throwing it. Yeah, everyone sees Aaron Rodgers throw this ball straight in the air, and they're like, oh, my God, his arm strength, like they all say. Um, Brady, 25 of 35, 378, five touchdowns. Yeah. Um, that, man, <laughs> Tom just loves him. Look at him. F you. Come on, Houston. I mean, come on. You couldn't have figured it out. Couldn't have stopped one of those touchdowns. One good stop at the end. What, the Patriots had th- – they're on third and a million, parlayed that into a touchdown. The uh, the game-winning touchdown came with 23 seconds left. Yeah. Um, Houston was still able to drive it close enough to uh, for Watson to attempt a Hail Mary. The Hail Mary actually sailed right through Gronkowski's hands. They put him in on defense, uh, but wound up being intercepted anyway. Oh, his groin's better? Yeah. Gronkowski? Yes. Um, yeah, he did play. played well. Eight catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Chris Hogan each had two touchdowns. Um, so it looks like the New England offense is back to form while their uh, defense still remains one of their biggest issues. Yes, mm-hmm. it's back to form as well. Um, only reason I had that, only reason I uh, thought that the Saints had a chance when they played them was because of that. Yeah, I mean, and the Saints still they still put up a yeah a, you know great score and quite a few yards on them. So yeah, um, the Jets beat the Dolphins twenty to six. I was wrong. I said the Jets were going to go 0-16. I was right. Uh, Tom is the only one that picked this game correctly. Um, Miami sucks. Yeah. it's uh, We're not surprised. No. I mean, when, when, you're, when you're stepping down from Ryan Tannehill to Jay Cutler, yeah. and you're already a 10-6, and 9-7 and team, yeah. you know you're not going anywhere. Last time someone brought in Jay Cutler to fix their problems, they didn't win for like 15 years. <laughs> Didn't they go to a Super Bowl? Was Cut- Cutler wasn't there yet? No, no that yeah. was uh, that was Rex Grossman. Yeah, that was Rex Grossman. Yeah, yeah, Cutler's not going to fix your problems. No, put put that cutlery back in the drawer. No. <laughs> um, the uh, Eagles beat the Giants twenty seven twenty four in overtime. Um, Philadelphia looked like they were going to run away with this after a little while. Just looking at the way the Giants had played up to this point, Philly was up fourteen uh, nothing. Or no, I'm sorry, they they did not go to overtime. No. No, they did not. That's weird. Yeah, they did. I thought. Nope. Steelers went to overtime. Steelers. No, they didn't. Packers went to overtime. Um, I'm sorry. The Bucks went to overtime. <laughs> just kind of just name teams. No, the Steelers did go over to overtime, but I'm just that game didn't happen. See, the I reason I it. the reason I said overtime because it's the same final score as another game that did go to overtime. Oh, I got, I got oh. them flipped. Uh, Eli Manning, 35 of 47, 366, three touchdowns, two picks. Um, <laughs> there you go. I was wondering when the Manning stat would come in. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't sound like him. Oh, two picks. Got it. <laughs> would have won the game then, probably. Um, the uh, the big the big stat here for New York, no sacks. No sacks allowed. Holy uh, cows. Eli Manning was not sacked once. Um, <laughs> and they still lost. They did still lose, but if you look at the way they played in this game... They were much, much better. They put up 24 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's more points. They than... were held scoreless until the fourth quarter. Yes, yeah. Um, the, uh, it's very giant too. 
That is, yeah, that is a very Giants way to do things. Um, the game-winning field goal was a 61-yarder from Jake Elliott. A rookie. It, yeah, it's the longest made field goal for a rookie in NFL history. Yep, that was um, something. Yeah, we, I, I was watching that one. I went out. Uh, Kayla and Tom and I were out at uh, O'Shea's or somewhere. Where do we go? Who knows? Yes, it was O'Shea's. Yeah. Uh, this is after he tied the game with 51 seconds left with a 46-yard field goal. So he's just getting started. Yeah. It's 107 yards right there. Good work, Tom. Just a field goal alone. It's not, though. But. Uh, in Indianapolis, the Colts beat the Browns 31-28. to This game just did not seem that close. No. Um, yeah, I was watching that one, too. <laughs> uh the Brown the Browns did make a serious comeback towards the end. They were down thirty one to fourteen at one point. Um Jacoby Brissett, uh two touchdowns on the ground, one through the air. Deshaun Kaiser, this stat line does not actually tell the story of, of his day. Twenty two of forty seven, two hundred and forty two yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions. Browns receivers had eight drops yesterday. Yeah. They were, two uh... of them led directly to interceptions. Oh boy. Um, we had a we had a guy show up, um, in Browns gear, and uh, he really thought it was going to happen. I mean, I picked them. Well, yeah, we all did. We um, all picked Cleveland to maybe wake up and score. You know, win a win a game. Well, if the receivers could have held onto the ball yeah. at least at least one of those times, if anyone could have done anything in any loss. <laughs> but this, but this is a big. I mean, I know just one of those eight. I drops. know, yeah, just one, one. <laughs> Catch one, and you might have a win. You know, and that, and that that is a smaller what if than you know yeah. what if they converted this third down. Yeah. You know, one catch over the course of a game. Come on, that's yeah, eight drops by, by Browns receivers. I just unbelievable. And this, I stayed home yesterday. Uh, this was the only game I was able to watch thanks to the Fox issue. Um, so I got a lot done around the house yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing done. Um, I cleaned the gutters. Yeah, Tom cleaned the yeah. gutters. Um, so an- on his own. Another game that we all picked incorrectly, uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, what the hell? 34-17. to 17. What the hell? Uh, Case Keenum, you were talking about his career day when you saw him? Yeah, he had a better career day. Yeah, that's nothing compared to the 369 yards and three touchdowns he put up yesterday. Um to be fair, the Bucks were missing four defensive starters going into the game and lost two more during the game. So Don't get hurt. It's, yeah. a, it's the same old Buccaneers who are ha- <clears throat> half injured all the time. Yeah, um, you know that uh, it, it was a huge part of this game. Minnesota definitely outplayed them. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong, but when you're down six defensive starters by halftime, you're probably not going to have a good day. Um, Jameis Winston, twenty-eight of forty, three twenty-eight, two touchdowns, and he did throw three interceptions, which was a huge part of their issue too. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, like I said, it's not just the defensive starters being out. Jameis Winston did not have a very good game at all. Um, Stefan Diggs, uh, for Minnesota, eight catches, 173 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Adam Thielen, five catches for 98 yards. Thank here, here was Keenum's line though, at the game I was at in Detroit last year, 27 of 32 for 321, three touchdowns and interception a sack. That was that game where he was like perfect until the f- yeah. Like midway through the fourth, right? Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was watching, and they lost. Um, so the uh, the most controversial game yesterday, Atlanta defeated Detroit thirty to twenty six. Um, 
I don't think it was as controversial as everybody makes it out to be because the rule was applied correctly and he was down. Yeah. Did the Lions get hosed on another rule that kind of sucks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I know it's happened to them a lot, and I do feel for their fans. Uh, but I I believe the rule was applied correctly, and I I believe that Golden Tate was down at the one. I thought it. Everybody's saying it wasn't indisputable. I really thought that it was. I, I I thought for sure his knee was down, and the ball was still two inches short. Yeah, I thought he was down too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Uh, Matt Ryan had a terrible day by his standards. Yes, I know. Uh, 24 or 35, 294 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, two of which went off Falcons players' hands. Yeah. So he was suffering from some of the same issues that Deshaun Kaiser was. Or was he just not throwing it where he should? <laughs> Tom, what's your thing? If, if it... you, if you, if your hands touch it, you should catch it. Well, what if you throw behind and you reach back with one hand and... The receiver only gets one hand on it and it bounces back and turns into an interception like we saw someone do last, last week. If your hands touch it? Yeah, no. I don't agree that every time your hands touch it, it should be a reception. I, I believe that uh, the quarterback should throw it to where he's supposed to throw it as well because they do draw these up. They don't go up to the line and they're like, hey, guys, what do you want to do? That's how we did it growing up. Yeah, I know. And where are we? Watching highlights um, <laughs> while talking about this game. For uh, for Detroit, Stafford was 25 of 45, 264 and a touchdown. Uh, they could not get it going on the ground. Abdullah, 14 carries for 47 yards. Uh, Zenner, 3 carries for 5 yards. Uh, on the other side, Devonta Freeman had 21 carries for 106 and a touchdown. Matt Prater kicked another long field goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, fi- uh, 57. <laughs> yeah, another 50-something. Yep. Like I like I said to Tom last week, it's amazing what spending your entire career in Denver and indoors will do for you. Yeah, but <laughs> not, still, not to say he's not a he is a great kicker. Well, this but, is this is still impressive. Yeah, I'm but sure he could kick one of those outdoors too. Oh yeah, but with, you know when you look at those type of kickers throughout NFL history, they always play indoors or they always played in Denver, with the exception of Janikowski. Well, from what I what I was hearing, it was very hot at Ford Field yesterday. Oh yeah, it was very hot. It was very very warm on the field. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm impressed. No, I am too. No, I am too. I just, uh, I mean, I say if you put the them, Lions, the Lions have always had those very very good kickers that can do these kind of yeah. things, and it, domes do help. But I, I say if you put if you were to put Prater in Miami or Carolina or something, I think he'd be hitting these two at this yeah. point in his career. Oh yeah. Um, no, I I love Matt Prater. Uh, I was a big fan of him when he was with the Broncos, and you know I'm all right with him as a Lion. <laughs> Actually, that's the thing. There are a lot of Lions players that I really really like. They're just in my division. <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Theo Riddick, and I don't hate Matt Stafford the way a lot of people do. <laughs> I hate him in a different way. No, I was I was uh, when we were when we were at the Notre Dame game. Uh, I was talking to. I was talking to a fellow Packers fan and a Bears fan, and we were talking about the Vikings and Lions as, you know, like common enemies. And these guys were just trashing Stafford left and right. And, like, I was trying to I was trying to, to stand up for him. Uh, they're, they're trashing him for the contract that he got. Um, That's just how it works. But, the next guy gets more. Yeah. The next guy gets more. Don't Everyone's losing their minds over, oh, my gosh, he's the most – well, that's because he had a contract come up. Yeah. The next guy that has a contract come up, he will be the next, uh, you know, yeah. highest paid player. 
Um, so uh, David Saints finally got got a point in the win column. Uh, yeah, they kicked some butts, thirty-four to thirteen over the Panthers in, uh, in Carolina. Yeah, in Carolina, Cam Newton just another poor day for him. Uh, Seventeen to twenty-six, one sixty-seven, and three interceptions. Uh, he was lifted for Derek Anderson at one point. Yep, we were watch- Tom and I were watching that. We saw Anderson come in, and yeah, that's always nice to see as a Saints fan. It's always nice to see Anderson have to come in. Yeah, I uh, always enjoy it. Breeze was twenty-two of twenty-nine for two twenty and three touchdowns, um, and no picks. Yeah, no picks. That's how you. That's how you do it. The Saints. That's a, that's a weird Drew Breeze stat. Yeah, three touchdowns and zero picks. Yep. Is usually the one. Yeah. Um, the New Orleans defense, which has been their Achilles heel for you know the first two games of the season, uh, really stepped up. Uh, uh, sacked Cam Newton four times, uh, and like I said, had those three picks. What are you looking so, at, Eric? Um, you got a problem with me adjusting this mic? <laughs> I'm a growing boy. Look at him. Look at him grow that, that right is information now. Information I do not need. No, you guys can watch that. I'm not watching uh, that. As we speak, I'm growing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers uh, finally got it going. Uh, nine receptions for 101 yards. I kind of had a feeling that's the role he would play with this Panthers team is more as a receiver out of the backfield. Uh, Jonathan Stewart still took the bulk of the carries with 12, uh, gaining 57 yards. What they do about Greg Olson? Uh, put him on IR. Yeah, I know, but who's who are they playing? Oh, who's filling in? Ed Dixon. Never heard of him. Uh, one catch for eight yards. He played for Baltimore for a number of years. Uh, um, which number? Six, maybe? I don't know. Um, one of the bigger upsets of the day, the Buffalo Bills beat the Denver Broncos 26-16. to I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Simeon came back down to earth. 24-40, uh, 259, and two interceptions. Uh, Damn. The uh, lone Broncos touchdown came on a Jamal Charles carry. Um Tyrod Taylor, 20 of 26 for 213 and two touchdowns for the Bills. Um, their uh, their leading rusher was their fullback, Mike Tolbert. Boy. He dropped the pass in the end zone. Was it Tolbert that dropped it? Yeah. Man, that sucks. Um, Demarius Thomas, six catches for 98 yards for the Broncos. Um, I, st- I still don't know what to make of this Bills team at this point. You know, they They have so many of the right pieces, but there's still a lot of question marks on on the offensive side of the ball. They'll do nothing is what I've made of them. Um, you know, Jor- Jordan Matthews was their leading receiver yesterday, three catches for 61 yards. Uh, I can't name a single wide receiver on their roster aside from Matthews, and I only know him because they traded Sammy Watkins for him. Yeah, um, that probably wasn't the smartest trade. Uh, did you see where their head coach said it was hard to watch that Rams game yeah. and watch Sammy Watkins have such a great night? Yep. Well, Watkins will be a free agent at the end of the year, so only if, eighty days till I see the Broncos. If it again. hurts them that bad, uh, they can always bring them back. You could go uh, around the world in that amount of time. Could. You could. I'm seeing the Panthers in thirteen days up in Detroit. I'm seeing the Buccaneers in forty-one days down in New Orleans, and then I'll be seeing the Broncos uh, December fourteenth, Thursday night football in Indianapolis. 15th. I am seeing the ah, I'm seeing the Buccaneers in sixty-nine days. Nice. Excellent. At one point, I was also seeing them in 69. Yeah, but I am right now. Okay. Um, the, uh, as, we, as we discussed briefly earlier, uh, the Bears defeated the Steelers 23-17 to in overtime. Yeah, that was something. Um, I'm convinced that those were not actually those teams out there. 
Yeah. Uh, it was an Illuminati conspiracy. Was was that the game where the uh, field goal was kicked on a first down? Yes, at the end of the half, mm-hmm. uh, some crazy things happened with the Steelers blocked a field goal or the Bears blocked? The Bears blocked a field goal. Okay. Took it all the way down. Ball was knocked out at the one-yard line, and then our punter illegally touched the ball out of bounds. He knocked it out of bounds yeah. to save a Bears player from getting it. Instead of just taking it himself and taking the safety, which would have meant we would have won. Right. He weren't thinking. No. Well, he is a punter. Punters are people, too. Uh, They're just usually not point scorers. Um, so they might be, not yeah. be thinking so hard about points right. and how they're scored. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. that's a strange rule because I thought when he knocked it out of the back of the end zone that it was going to be a safety. Yeah. But because of the illegal touching, you cannot end the half on that type of right. penalty. So they got a play, and then they uh, false started on that play. <laughs> And had to kick a field goal. Yeah, because they were going to go for it. They yeah. they lined up to go for it. Um, so, uh, Juwan Howard, 23 carries, 138 yards, and two touchdowns, including the 19-yard game winner in overtime. Um, Le'Veon Bell, uh, 15 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. Um, he does know that he's playing for his next contract, right? Yeah, I don't think he does. I, I said last week, I do think he's going to get it going at some point, but... I th- I actually thought the Bears would be that point. <laughs> I was I was kind of surprised by by his output yesterday. Well, maybe um, next week against the Ravens, possibly. Uh, although I want to say the Ravens have been pretty tough against the run. Uh, Jacksonville did most of their damage through the air last uh, yesterday. So right. Um, but uh, Antonio Brown, another Antonio Brown game. Uh, Ten catches, hundred and ten yards, and a touchdown. Um, so. Uh, I was out at a sports bar last week, and somebody was somebody was trying to say that Antonio Brown is not in that upper echelon of receivers. Oh God! And I just I lost it. He had a Dallas Cowboys shirt. I right. lost it. Um, no, actually, uh, it, he was that, a Lions fan. That makes my eyeball twitch. So why would you say? I mean, I may, I I can see maybe saying that when you still have Calvin Johnson. Why the hell yeah. would you say that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know, but I just I I lost it. I'm just giving off all these stats and talking about the toughness and everything else. And you know, I I probably rate him a little bit lower than maybe I should, but I don't watch a lot of Steelers games. I watch I watch more uh, Falcons games. I watch more Packers games. I you know it. So maybe I do have him rated a little bit low. He is he's probably the best receiver in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, you give him an inch of open field. He and AJ Green for and me the are like. Ball. Okay, there, there, there's, there's definitely a solid top four for me. Yeah, and it's, the, it's those two: AJ, yeah, AJ, AJ Green, Green's Julio Jones, and Jordy Nelson. Julio Jones almost got uh, hurt yeah. <laughs> yesterday. He yeah. took a big knock on the noggin. Um, the uh, David was right with one of his predictions. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> Which is amazing because the week prior, I only got three wrong. Uh, no, I was talking about your. One-liners. Oh, yes. David's uh, NFL Week 3 bold predictions. The, the Cincinnati Bengals That's will not score where I'm going. Touchdown. Well, that's where I'm going. Well, that's and I not was, where I'm going. Well, you said I was right about a prediction. I've been right about two then. The Seahawks. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, he said they would have a, a better touchdown-to-field goal ratio than one-to-one. Did Young-Ho-Koo kick a thing? Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, he did. 
Late in the game? Yeah. Uh, it was late in the game. So these weren't bold predictions. No, it was the first half. Yeah. These weren't bold predictions. These were ironic predictions. Yeah. Um, Meaning if these things don't happen. Yeah. Um, the Tennessee Titans won 33-27, to uh, dropping Seattle to 1-2 and two on the year. Um, yeah, Mark- they suck. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, 20 of 32, 225, and two touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson, 29 of 49, 373, and four touchdowns. Um, their offense finally woke up after scoring one touchdown in the first two weeks. Yeah, they've been terrible. Yeah. Um, you see that, scru- that scrum? Yeah. That was something. Um, DeMarco Murray, 14 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Uh most of that came on the touchdown, which was a 75-yarder. Yep. Out, outside of that, Made uh, me happy. they did not have a great game on the ground, but that's all you need is one. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need is one play. Between him, Henry, and Mariota. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, you guys can still run yeah. if Hen- you need to. Henry added 54, Mariota 27. Yeah. Um. So, a uh, huge win for Tennessee. They, You know, coming into the year, they were kind of everybody's – Everybody's sleeper pick for the AFC, and uh, except Tom, who picked them out right, right? Yes, I picked them in the division. Yeah. Um, they've they've been kind of a sleeper pick for most people, and this was this was one of those test games for them. You know, Seattle mm. is traditionally one of the one of the teams in the upper echelon in the NFL, and uh, Tennessee and they, really answered the call. Yeah, and they caught Seattle on a good day for Seattle. Yeah, yeah, Se- Seattle was at their best offensively yesterday, so for yeah. Tennessee to to hold them off there at the end, that's that's pretty big. Um, the Kareem Hunts beat the oh sorry the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers twenty four to ten in L A. Yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt seventeen carries, one hundred seventy two yards, and a touchdown. Um, only had one catch for eleven yards. What's wrong with him? I don't know. It's over. Well, Alex Smith only had one hundred fifty five yards himself. That's true. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, uh, Philip Rivers, twenty of forty, two thirty-seven, and three. Count them: three interceptions. Twenty of forty. Twenty of forty. That's. Uh, let me do the math on that one. Terrible. Yes. Bing pot. That's what my uh, calculator says right here. <laughs> uh, Melvin Gordon, seventy-nine yards and a touchdown for the Chargers. The uh, so Chiefs are three and zero. They look like the best team in football through the first three weeks to to me. They're uh, very good. Not a lot of arguments can be made. I mean, they they beat the Patriots, so by default the Patriots can't look like the best team. I mean, they should have beaten the Chargers by 100. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, between, between the Chiefs and the Falcons, uh, you know, I think we're looking at the two best teams in the NFL, uh, which I actually saw a decent number of people pick those two teams for the Super Bowl. Maybe not against each other, but at least one of them. Um, Falcons suck, so... Uh, the uh, the twenty seven twenty four game that did go to overtime, uh, the Green Bay Packers beat the Cincinnati Bengals twenty seven to twenty four. Um, Saturday night, I had said to the guys, "I'm terrified that Cincinnati is going to score a bunch of points, score their first touchdown, score their first touchdown, and I'm terrified that Cincinnati is going to win this football game." I don't know how the hell you let them punch in a nose like that. <laughs> the same. I, I know it's not an excuse and everything, but the same thing that happened to Tampa Bay. We were down three defensive starters and lost two more during the game. Yeah. How about and, all them sacks, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, since, since he got to Rodgers, how many times? We were missing our two starting tackles and 
lost our guard during the game. I know, but does and that add up to like six or seven? It apparently does. Um, no, I mean, the, the, Packers, the Packers offensive line was, it was terrible. Garbage. It was straight well, trash. They were terrible in the first half. Yeah. And it's the same thing that happened in that Falcons game. They were terrible in the first half, and then I think in the Falcons game they allowed zero in the second half, and in this game I think one. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, without the two starting tackles, the, the offensive line is just absolute garbage. Probably the worst in the NFL right now. Yeah, the Bengals made them um, look like like total trash in that first half. Yeah. <laughs> like right off the bat, we we're like, what the, who? wait, who's – Yeah, they got the jersey switched up. And Aaron Rodgers threw just his second pick six of his career. Yeah, yeah, we watched that one. Um yeah, so the Bengals were up 21-7 at halftime. Uh, Andy Dalton, so impressive yesterday. 21 of 27, 212 and two touchdowns. Yeah. Now, this is a Cincinnati team that, after those first two games, fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, so that um, might have had an impact right away. Yeah, and I, I I, do think that those changes typically do have that type of impact. Yeah. Uh, look at the Lions. Since, since firing... Um, I cannot think of who their previous one was, but uh, when they fired their last offensive coordinator and hired Jim Bob Cooter, uh, we—I thought we had a rule about saying that name on this show. <laughs> they, yeah, to say it as much as possible. Um, <laughs> the guy makes enough money; he could change his name. Um, I, I love the like. I've never heard about this guy before, but I love the fact that he's not not just the, that his last name is Cooter. I mean, that's awesome. But that is Jim Bob. It's a Jim Bob, though. You've that's... never heard it. You we've never heard us mention Jim Bob Cooter. I don't believe so. It's come up. Yeah. He's usually doing the numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah. The show. Uh, but or, so or so looking at cats yeah. and dogs on Instagram. Since yeah. since hiring Jim Bob Cooter as their <laughs> offensive coordinator, look at the Lions' offense. Offensive Cooternator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you can say coordinator on. Uh, well, we've said it twice. Uh, oh man, this, uh, is, this is the internet. You can say whatever the heck you want. Yes. Oh gee, Rick, I don't think you're supposed to use that word. <laughs> oh, uh, but I, I, I think it's kind of that same situation where they needed the the even the slightest change in the playbook. Yeah, and well, was, because you're free, you know. Yeah, you're free for a week. Well, and that, that was one thing that Tony Romo brought up yesterday, which I, I want to talk about Tony Romo. When we get done with all the game coverage, I want to talk about Tony Romo a little bit. I like Tony Romo. Um, that was one He's thing that he guy. he did say towards the beginning of the game. He said, when when you change coordinators, all of a sudden, so the looks that you're putting in your game plan, yeah, that defense has never seen them before because they're right. not on your tape. Right. They just, yeah, you're, you're trying new stuff. You're switching it up yeah. and doing new things. You know, so... It, that that was a big reason why I was nervous going into this game, and if I, you know, if I'm being 100 percent honest, Green Bay should have lost this game. That was the Bengals' plan was to lose the first two games, fire their guy, and then beat the Packers. <laughs> that was their plan for the entire. That was their whole that's, season. That's all they had to accomplish this year. Just beat the Packers, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I think I beat someone else. It, uh, in this game, uh, AJ Green had his 500th career catch and his 50th career touchdown. So, uh, big game for him for milestones, and Jordy Nelson passed Sterling Sharp for second place uh, in Packers t- uh, for the lead in Packers touchdowns. Uh, he just trails Don Hudson, uh, who I believe retired with seventy nine. Um, I think the uh, the biggest Fix it, Eric. <laughs> See, nothing's coming through on the actual recording. So, other than you saying that, nobody else would have known that there was any problems. <laughs> I don't whatsoever. care. I don't care. So I need you to fix it. <laughs> um, 
There you go. Uh, on the uh, on the overtime drive for Green Bay, Geronimo Allison had a huge 72-yard catch to get them down in a field goal range on third and 10. Um, I watched. Ha- uh, I don't think I watched much after the Bengals scored those three. No. I had to go do something. I had to go do a movie. Yeah, they. Uh, he was just running wide open down the sideline, and Rodgers found him at, after getting the Bengals to jump off sides. Uh, found Allison. Classic Rodgers. Yeah, he made a few cuts. I get. I probably get overly irritated because I'm a Packers fan. And you do. I'm gonna be I, and I'm going to be defensive about it. Yes. People, people constantly complain about Rodgers doing that. That's part of the game. Brady does it too. Yeah. It's part of the game. If you can't keep yourself on sides, how is that cheap? Isn't that of, why of Aaron Rodgers have a snap count? Right, and yeah, I, and yeah, I probably do get overly defensive, but I get defense. You said Brady does it too. Uh, Drew Brees did it a lot early in his career. I know. I'm not attacking it. And no, no, and I'm not <laughs> saying that you, but but it it comes up a lot, and uh, it came up on uh, a Facebook post that I was commenting on yesterday, and it's, I, I wanted your guys' take on it. It's it's part of the game, right? And like the catching the catching them with twelve men thing. I have no problem with football teams playing the game by the rules. There. <laughs> yes, I accept that teams play games yeah. by rules. Oh my gosh. And people get so bent out of shape when Brady catches somebody with twelve men or Rogers gets a guy to jump off sides, and I just I don't get it. Yeah. You you're playing within the rules of the game, but it's on these other quarterbacks that don't do it to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe Andy Dalton should do it. Yeah. Um, so in the uh, late game, the Washington Redskins beat the Oakland Raiders twenty-seven to ten. Um, yeah, I got that one wrong. Holy smokes! Um, the whole world got that yeah. one wrong. Kirk Cousins twenty-five of thirty for three sixty-five and three touchdowns. Um, the uh, the Raiders' leading rusher had eighteen yards. That was Marshawn Lynch, um, and uh, Derek Carr finished nineteen of thirty-one. It looks. It looks like uh, the Raiders only had like 32 yards total <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, yeah, and only 118 through the air. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. It it was total domination by Washington. The fact that they only won by 17 is kind of surprising. Yeah, um, there was only one worse performance by a team this week, and that was the Ravens. Yeah, their car had was uh, had a QB rating of 52.9. Yikes! To uh, Cousins won fifty point seven. The Raiders were zero for eleven on third down. Yeah. Um, total net yards hundred and twenty eight. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that was one of the worst performances of the season. Meanwhile, Cousins threw eighty three point three percent. Yeah. God. Yeah. Um, I yeah. None of us saw this coming. Uh, we all picked the Raiders. Um, they've been killing it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of a lot of people. Have Pick the Raiders to be in the Super Bowl this year too. They could still, you know, yeah, they they could, but you you very rarely see a Super Bowl caliber team take it take it in the teeth like this. Yeah, um, it was just, it was just very very shocking for Packers took it in the teeth team. for a lot of that game yesterday. Oh yeah, they did, and, and a lot of teams did. Yeah, um, a lot of close games. Heck, New, I mean, New England they took it in the teeth. They're yeah. coming off the Super Bowl win, and they. Almost lost at home to yeah. frickin' Houston. Yeah, it's just it's it's been very shocking. The it seems the NFL is is a more level playing field this season than it's been. Yeah, Atlanta, who came off just losing the Super Bowl, won by an inch yesterday. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, barely barely beat the Bears. Mm-hmm. Barely. Yes. Barely beat Chicago. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because Bears. Yes. Um, so, uh, you guys got to watch a little bit of the packers Bengals game, right? Yeah, we watched... Yeah. Uh, Did you guys have sound? Uh, the sound was on some other game, I think. I don't know what game uh, sound. It might have been on the Titans game. Okay. No, well, no, that... Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess that was the uh that was a Fox game? Well there are people there watching the Titans. Okay. That that was that was the Fox game though, right? I don't know. Uh <laughs> I didn't look at the It I, was a game on uh, one of the TVs. Anyway. I had uh, had a few. I have no idea what the hell was going on. Uh have you guys heard Tony Roma call a game yet? No. Nope. But is he good or is He's, he I like him. I thought um, he, I, I, I predicted he'd be good. I, I, th- I thought he'd be pretty good at it, but he's good in a, he's good in a different way. It's not the analytics. Yeah. It's the energy that he brings the, yeah. to the booth. There and was, that's what I felt was going to happen. Yeah. I knew that Roma would be an exciting guy. I, I don't know why people think he's such a boring dude. Yeah. I don't know where they get that from because he's not. He's never been boring anytime you talk to him. Like, yeah. I don't know. I like Romo. I think it's just he has a boring look to him. He has him. a boring face. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um there was a play during the during the Packers game yesterday, uh Andy Dalton drops back and he's he's moving out to the right and there's some pressure in his face and Tony Romo just screams, He's open <laughs> uh, I hope they don't rein him in. I yeah, and like I loved it and it it was with the with the big catch at the end of the game. He did something very similar, yeah. like I it, something like he's got him or something like that, or yeah. like it just things you never hear Cause he still the wants, analysts do because he still wants to be playing. So he's getting excited like he's the quarterback. Yeah. It, it was just it's so amazing. I I love listening to call listening to him call him now. Yeah, um, it's and when you go from Phil Sims to Tony Romo, oh yeah. Like just you get to hear all the vowel sounds. Yeah, yeah. you have a man who's half um, man, half chicken leave the booth. But it did. It, it, Tony because... Romo being in the booth just does kind of uh, kind of expose a weakness in CBS's broadcasting that I don't think a lot of people noticed before. Jim Nance is not as good as we all thought he was. It's just that he doesn't blow. He doesn't blow it's just my that, mind. It's just he's better than Phil Sims. Yeah, yeah, he was with Phil Sims, and so everything Jim Nance said sounded yeah. smarter yeah. by comparison. Uh, not to say that Nance is bad, but you know it. It's very clear now that uh, he's not the yeah. he's not the L. Michaels uh, Joe Buck calling baseball level of announcer. I think Joe's better at football now than he's been, though. I think, uh, he has gotten actually, better over the last few I seasons. I actually like Joe Buck as a football announcer these days. Yeah. Um, Troy brings him down a lot. Yeah, Troy's dumb. Um, Troy I, Troy got a lot of bells rung. Yeah. That's why he retired. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I will say, though, I, I do prefer Joe Buck calling postseason baseball. Yeah, he's great at baseball. I he He's got that. He's got that tone of voice where you want to hear him tell a long story yeah. that you can do during baseball. You can't do that during football. Yeah, you, you got to hurry it up because the next play is coming in twenty seconds. Whereas baseball, you can talk through balls and strikes as long as you say ball low and outside. And then that later that season, he would blah 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 yeah. and continue with your story. Um, which you know, Vin Scully was the king of that kind of thing. Troy is a uh, God. Troy's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know he says obvious things way way back in the day we would all get online during sunday night football and on facebook somebody would make the first facebook post and then it would turn into this huge thread making fun of chris collinsworth yeah because yep. he said because he says funny stuff yeah 
And he used to say dumb stuff. Unin- and yeah, he'd say dumb stuff, and he'd say a lot of unintentionally funny stuff, like like funny, like you know, he'd he'd make all these things sexual that, that innuendos you could, that you could turn into innuendos yeah. that he that he wasn't he, yeah, he didn't mean but... to be innuendo, but you know, you could turn them into innuendo. Yeah, as we we would do that all the time, and I think uh, he's definitely gotten better over the course of the. Uh, he just chuckles decade. at himself and the whole damn time. Yeah, the, the number one thing now is he he laughs, laughs through everything he says, and so you look at the you look at the top the top teams for each of the each of the three networks, and I think Tony Romo even through just three weeks is already the top of the yeah top of the He's mountain great. there uh, between the three of them. Um, Cal- I mean, Collins, man, he caught that ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. The unfortunate thing is he does have a lot of great insight. Yeah, he does. Um, He's got, yeah. He should have to write that insight down and have someone else say <laughs> it. Um, that guy was wide open. <laughs> I uh, I had the Browns-Colts game on, and it was Beth Moens again. Uh, and I thought, I, I, I really gave it a shot, and I thought maybe being with someone who wasn't Rex Ryan might improve her game. Yeah, I mean, she needs a little more experience, and maybe she can get there. It was better. I mean, I I don't know that it really was. You can only really get better from from that from where she's at. Well, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully she improves as a you know as as a talker. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. It's just I hate Rex Ryan. It was rough. I and it's like I was really hoping that it was Rex Ryan that was the issue, but it actually wasn't. Yeah. I'm not saying he was good, no. but my problem with her wasn't him. Uh, yeah, the weakest link was her yeah. on that on last week's broadcast or whenever that was that Denver game. I yeah, think week it was. one. Yeah, week one. Yeah, she was definitely the 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 worst part of it, which is a shame because usually Rex Ryan's the worst part of every single thing. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think he was the worst part of the Jets. You know, the ownership and the GM were the ones making but, him start Mark Sanchez. Yeah, but they didn't make him get a Mark <laughs> Sanchez tattoo, so. <laughs> It's all all the uh, <laughs> all the alcohol did that probably. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, Beth, uh, man, Beth Mullen, she and I. There there are times when she'll she will call a play perfectly. Yeah, and she did it in the Monday night game too. It's just her cadence and her. I don't know. Like we just praised Tony Roma for her, his enthusiasm, and I think yeah, she's the opposite. It's her. It's her. It's her lack of of enthusiasm for it, or. Her fake enthusiasm at points. Yeah, she sounds like a softball announcer, which is probably where she came from. Possibly, yeah. But someone needs the coacher. Uh, you know, all these people need coach. You yeah. know, needed coaching. I'm sure at some point. Right. So she just needs coaching. She's new to this. Well, she, uh, she just needs some coaching. Tony Romo and and Jim Nance called games that they weren't actually calling in the preseason. Yeah. Um. They, you know, they they sat down together and. They they would speak to each other and yeah. and to a fake sideline reporter as if they were calling the Chiefs Bengals preseason game, you know. Um, so um, you know maybe she needs a little bit more of that throughout the week, but she's probably not the worst one out there right now either. Uh, I no, there are a lot of bad yeah coverage. She just teams. had that national spotlight in the first in the first week. Um, but I was part of why I brought it up too was she was on ESPN Week One. And now she's working for CBS. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. So uh, that was I was like I was confused when I turned it on and heard her voice. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, pretty sure she worked for ESPN. I would you know I would have expected to hear her call a college game 
on Saturday working for ESPN. Um, but so uh, looking ahead tonight, we have Dallas at Arizona. Huh. Uh, we all had a lot of problems trying to pick this game tonight. It was close. Everyone in the world thinks it's close. Yeah, um, Vegas thinks it's close. What's the spread on it? Do you know offhand or? It was like one and a half one and at a one half. point. I don't know. It's probably different now. It's Dallas by two and a half. There you go. Holy smokes. Pulling out ahead there. And the over-under is 47. Two and a half yeah. may as well be even. I mean. <laughs> right. Two and a half means it's nothing. less than a field goal. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, looking ahead to this week in sports, um, we got Major League Baseball wrapping up. Uh, we're looking at the Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals in the Central. We're looking at the Rockies and those three teams in the wild card in the NL. And in the AL, we're looking at the Red Sox and Yankees for the AL East crown. And those two teams uh, will be in the playoffs regardless and we're looking at uh, the twins and angels Shame. and rangers uh for the wild card over the last week um i think everything's going to shake out exactly how the standings are right now no change no change um status quo yeah uh beyond that we're looking forward to college football uh usc at washington state usc is ranked number five uh while washington state is number 16 that'll be friday night on espn uh, looks like it'll be a pretty good game. Um, Georgia, number seven, Georgia is headed to Tennessee. Uh, what should be a pretty interesting matchup. Tennessee's always tough uh, with Georgia. Um, number 24, Mississippi State travels to number 13, Auburn. Uh, number 15, Oklahoma State is on the road at Texas Tech. And the ABC primetime game of the week, number two, Clemson at number 12, Virginia Tech. Uh, so those will probably be the games we're picking this week. Um, I'm excited for this Clemson-Virginia Tech matchup. Yeah, it could be a good one. I think it's going to be a, a pretty good. David just hit Tom. No, Tom kicked, for kicked my kicking. cord and almost ripped my thing off my head, so I pulled oh. on his cord trying to rip his thing oh, off his I head. Thought, I thought you just hit him in the hip, <laughs> which no. would have been funnier. No, if I hit him, I hit him in the head. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, come on. Go on with your game. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty tough test for Clemson. Uh, they're favored by six and a half. Seven and a half. I'm looking at it, and it says six and a half. I'm looking at it right here, and it says seven. I'm looking at it right here. We're both in the same place. What app split, is that? Just split the difference and call it seven. Yahoo. I'm on CBS. How? CBS sucks. How are they getting different ones? Different Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Los Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> CBS is using Los Vegas. <laughs> so... All right, so Clemson is a is about a seven point favorite, um, <laughs> somewhere in the range of seven points. <laughs> um, against this Virginia Tech team, I think that's probably right. Uh, I'm I'm hoping for a close game too. Uh, you know, too many college football games are blowouts. Uh, something like that. Something like that. Penn State Iowa game would be nice. Yeah, that'd be neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And uh, Thursday night in the NFL, we have the Bears at Packers. And oh my God. next Monday, we have uh, our preview show for the NHL. Yeah. Puck drops Woo! on October 4th. Get ready. So I already got tickets to a game. That is what we have coming up. I'm seeing Chicago. I'm seeing Philadelphia in Chicago in 37 days. Um, That's just over a month. You're just over a month. I am? Uh, oh, okay. 
That's good to know. Just over a month from what? I don't know. Pregnant. We'll find out Tom's, in just over a month. We're going to tell you Tom's pregnant. He has been so for just over a month. Like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, okay. Except watchable. Kindergarten Cop? Yes. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Yes. <laughs> Kindergarten. Wait, did he give birth to all those kindergartners? Well, it wasn't a tumor, so it had to be a baby, yes? All right, well, that is all the time we have. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk sports at you next week.